warning. This podcast features graphic content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society. Nice to see you all in the new year. I've gathered some particularly creepy stories for you guys tonight. As a warning, this episode has mention of children in dangerous situations, abuse, and generally depraved people. So if you're sensitive to any of that, this is your warning. Also, another warning. I am fighting losing my voice right now, so please excuse my voice condition for this episode. There are some reference photos for this week's episode, two for one story and one for another. I would encourage you to only look at the photos as I instruct during the story, as the next photos are spoilers. The photos are linked in the podcast description, so just scroll down in your podcast app and click on it when instructed. If for some reason you don't see the links, go to patreon.com slash nightmare society and there will be a public post with the links provided. Speaking of Patreon, a big welcome to our newest members of the online campfire. Catherine, Astrid G, Carl S, David H, Zombie Metalhead1989, and TJL. Thank you guys so much for joining. We're so glad to have you and so much appreciate the contribution. At patreon.com slash nightmare society you can join in for as little as a dollar a month. We have different levels of membership and different perks for each so if you're interested be sure to check it out. It costs money and time to operate the podcast so Your small monthly patronage helps offset those costs. We officially have over 1 million downloads, but only 105 monthly memberships. So if you can, join in. And if you can't, please make sure to share us with your friends on your social media. Leave us a good review, whatever you can. It all really helps us grow the podcast. And thank you. And last but not least, a very big thank you to our contributors. User Wally the Dog, Lena B, A, User Hiram Yang, and Anonymous. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. at the time and living in a nice suburb area. We had recently moved into this house my parents had built and it was our first home versus a rented house in a sketchy area. It was a very nice neighborhood. The whole family made friends quickly with lots of neighbors, but especially the ones three doors down. They had a daughter my age, I'm a male by the way, and a daughter five years younger which was the same age as my sister. 
Our parents got along well and we began hanging out quite a bit for barbecues at their house or parties at ours, etc. Friendships were formed quickly and it seemed to be very strong. After a year or so I started realizing things weren't what they seemed. I remember seeing police cars at their house a few times in the evenings and when I'd ask my parents what was going on, it was always nothing. Just checking in on them type of answers. I was no genius, but at 11 that didn't add up. Why didn't the cops come to check up on us? One day I'm at their house playing and hanging out and the daughter goes across the street to get another mutual friend, which left myself and the father alone in the house. This was really no big deal as it had happened before. But then he approached me and just seemed off. I still don't remember what made me feel this way, but I was very uncomfortable and started thinking about leaving. About five minutes later, he tells me he has something cool to show me. I don't remember what it was, but I think it was something about baseball cards, which I was very fond of. I excitedly started following him. He pulled the attic ladder down and asked me to follow him, which I did without hesitation at first. Then something happened and I still can't process what it was. He was ahead of me on the ladder, and when he looked back to help me into the attic area, there was something off. Something about his eyes, his face, his grin. It wasn't right. It looked evil. I can still see it clear as day and can't recognize exactly what it was that set my alarms off. Whatever it was, was plenty because I jumped off the ladder and ran out the door. I sprinted all the way home and was choking back tears when I busted through my front door. Mom was there when I came through and could see I was obviously out of sorts and immediately started calming me down. As I came to my senses, I explained what happened. My mom was concerned with how scared I was, but mostly brushed it off to me being scared, young, silly. I shit you not, that same exact night I was woken up around 3am. It was my mom sitting on my bed and as I awoke she held me like a baby. I remember how she smelled and how tightly she held me and I remember her tears hitting my cheek. Eventually I saw out the window to the neighbor's house surrounded by police and fire trucks etc. The neighbor dad had killed himself and his daughter in the attic after a standoff with police. There isn't a doubt in my mind, nor my mother's, that that would have been me had I made it into the attic. I still get chills thinking about it. So, neighbor man, let's not meet, even in the afterlife. For context, I'm a girl, and at the time I was around 11 or 12 years old, and I have a younger brother who was around 9 or 10. A couple of blocks away from the old house we used to live in, there was a playground. It was surrounded by a large bunch of woods that are connected to a trailer park down the street. My brother Charlie and I would go to this park all the time to play. 
Sometimes our sister would come with us, but this time she didn't. This park never had other kids at it when we went. It was always just me and my siblings. I had never seen another person at the park until today. We took the 15 minute walk there and everything was just fine. I was listening to music and Charlie was goofing off like he always does. As we made it to the park I remember something felt a bit off. We went on anyways and started to play. We were there for a couple of minutes, then thought it would be a good idea to explore the woods around the playground. There were a couple of trails that we had noticed before and our sister always kept us from going on them because she thought it was creepy. On we went to the trails, roaming about, jumping over trees and walking across the bridges over the stream in the woods. It was a really beautiful piece of scenery. As I took a step off one of the bridges with my brother behind me, I locked eyes with a man who was behind a tree. He was gross looking, honestly. He looked like the perfect stereotype for a pedophile. My brother and I named him Greasy Santa Claus. The man had white hair on top of his head that was thinning and greasy. His face was chubby and his mouth was hanging open with his eyes locked on mine. He was wearing a red shirt and black sweatpants. And his hand was in his pants as he was looking at me and my brother. He took his hand out of his pants and started walking towards us and quietly murmurs, and I gripped my brother's arm and quietly whispered, Charlie, Charlie, run, 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 run. And we bolted. We booked it as fast as our little legs could go without looking back. He made it home and busted through the door to tell our parents. We were yelling and crying from the excitement, and our mom had to calm us down before she could understand us. So we took some deep breaths and said, There's a greasy Santa Claus guy down at the park in the woods. I was too young then to understand what he was doing with his hands, and I didn't realize it until way later on what he had done. Nothing ever came of it. My mom told us to never go back, and so we didn't. We moved a few years later to a different neighborhood, actually a suburb with a park that was closer, and actually had kids playing there. This happened to me back in 2008. This was a huge thing to my friends and family, and I didn't really talk about it back then as it scared the heck out of me. But it was a while ago, and it's a really known creepy story among myself and my friends and family. But I think I may as well share it, as it is admittedly terrifying. I was living with my parents and sister in Brisbane, Australia at the time. 2008 again, which means I was 19. I remember my dad had just gotten Foxtel cable TV in Australia, but only the TV in the lounge room could use the cable box, and I really wanted to somehow get the cable in my room without paying $99 or whatever for the new box. So dad one day went out and bought an AV slash transmitter receiver. 
It was basically a two-piece bit of hardware where you would plug this tiny box into the cable TV in the lounge room, and it would transmit a video signal to the receiver connected to the TV in my room. So one Saturday, I decided to connect it. My younger sister, 16 at the time, was the only other person home at the time, upstairs in her room. My room was downstairs. I opened the box and connected it up. At first, I was going back and forth trying to get the cables right, trying to get the channel right, etc. But no luck. Until I finally got something. I remember just sitting there and something started fuzzing in. This is where things start to feel like a horror movie. I remember thinking, oh, here we go, and waiting to see the picture come in clearly. As it started fuzzing in, I remember that this whole time the cable set top box wasn't even on, and that's why it wasn't working the whole time. But then why was I getting a signal? It seemed to hit me all at once as I realized the box was off, the picture fuzzed in, and I saw a bed. Here's where you should look at the first reference photo. The link to the photo is in the show notes. If for some reason you can't find the links in the description, just go to patreon.com slash nightmare society. I'll have a public post on there with the photos. I freaked the heck out, as at first I thought it was my bed. I had recently seen Saw 2 and remembered that scene where she turns on the TV and it's a camera filming her in her apartment. That was the first thing I thought of. I sprinted upstairs to my sister, absolutely terrified. I told her to come down with me and take a look. She came down and we both realized it wasn't my bed. We didn't know whose bed it was, or how I was getting the signal. Obviously, it was the AV receiver picking up a camera signal, but we were just so confused as to who or what it was for. Eventually, my parents came home and we concluded that it would have to be a neighbor or someone living close by for us to be receiving the signal. We waited until around 6 p.m., and then we saw someone come into the room on the TV. My dad recognized it as one of our neighbors. We still don't know what the camera was for, but we assumed it had something to do with fidelity. Either his wife or he had set it up to watch the other and see if they were cheating. Either this or it was to tape themselves. We entertained the idea that he was a murderer and would film himself murdering people in his room, but just to freak each other out. We'd always make jokes about how one night we'll turn it on, and it'll just be his face with clown makeup on, staring at the camera waving, and then him walking out of the bedroom with a knife. This never happened, but... What did happen was still super creepy. We connected to this signal for over a week, but after a few days the novelty kind of wore off. We felt a bit weird watching it and just resigned to the explanation that it was to catch his wife cheating. Until one day we turned it on and realized what we had discovered. Our neighbors were having a bunch of renovations done to their house. During weekdays they would be out there would be workers at the place pretty much all day. It had been like this for over a month. We started watching the feed and saw a man walk into their room, 
check reference photo two here. It was the plumber that had been there regularly for the renovations. We didn't think anything of it until he started opening drawers. I called out to my mom, the only person home at the time, and we started watching it. He began going through the wife's underwear drawer, pulling them out, putting them to his face, doing all that creepy stuff. At first we were like, oh my god, how embarrassing he's being filmed. Will the neighbors see this somehow? But then what happened next was truly terrifying. He slowly walked over to the camera and looked right down in the freaking lens. We were convinced that he knew we were watching. Mom immediately called Dad. I kept watching. He started fiddling with it and then put it back down. I told Mom that I don't think he knew we were watching, but he's definitely the guy that put the camera there. Dad came home, and by this time the plumber had left. Much to Mom's pleading, Dad went over to the neighbors to tell them what we saw. My mom wanted to completely stay out of it and was terrified, understandably. When we told the neighbors, they had no idea what we were talking about. They allowed Dad to go up into their room, and what he found, that was holding the camera, was an installed device in the wall that was designed to monitor water usage, which was completely normal at the time as Brisbane had been hit with a drought recently, and there were lots of water restrictions. Still is now, I think. The plumber had installed this into the wall, but had fitted a camera behind it in the wall to watch the bed. Immediately, they called the police, who came over and conducted an investigation. For the next week or so, we didn't hear much about it. I spent most of this time just telling my friends, showing them pictures, but truthfully, my whole family was very scared at night. It was just very creepy thinking that we could have stuff like that hidden in our house. Chances are we didn't, but it was still really scary. After a couple of weeks, my mom was speaking to the wife next door and asked what happened with it all. The wife said that the police found out he would, at nights, come to our street and sit in his car, which had really tinted windows, and watch them on his laptop. When mom told me this, I got the biggest shivers. The reason was... Besides the obvious of a creepy dude sitting in his car watching people through a hidden camera, was because on multiple nights, when I had driven home late from my girlfriend's or walked home drunk after a night out, I remember seeing a station wagon. I don't know if that's what they're calling it outside of Australia, but it's like a big hatchback car, always about 30 meters down the street from our house. It was never there during the day, always at night. I'd always walk past it and look at my reflection in the windows, assuming no one was inside. I was always so confused by whose car it was, but literally never thought anything of it. It still scares me so much that it was just this creepy freaking plumber sitting there on a laptop watching a hidden camera stream of my neighbor's room. Over 10 years ago, I used to live in a peninsula in Norway. It was quite idyllic, actually, as we, me, my sister, and my mom 
lived in walking distance of a beach. We had a short and incredibly narrow driveway that led to the house, and the only window in the house facing the driveway was my bedroom window. I was about 9 or 10 at the time when the incident happened. I was in the living room watching a show on Jetix. I think it was around 6 to 7 p.m., as it got dark pretty fast at that time of the year in January. I had been sitting there for hours when my mother told me to go to my bedroom and watch TV as we were having guests soon. I grabbed my things and went inside my room. I remember the room felt really cold, so I turned on the heater and went back out to the living room to get my candy or something like that. On my way out the door, a sudden feeling of dread washed over me, and I had this feeling that someone had been watching me. I don't know how to explain this feeling, but it was as if I subconsciously could see someone outside my window from the corner of my eye, but not realize it until I grabbed the door handle. I turned around quickly and glanced at the window. Nothing. I felt really stupid and brushed it off as me just being paranoid or dramatic. I got my candy and went back into my room. The first thing I noticed was that my bedroom window had been slightly opened and I didn't remember opening it. I figured maybe my mom did it. Suddenly I heard a sort of scratching sound outside my window, and this time I froze still. I couldn't process what was going on. There was a person outside my window. His face was glued to the glass, and he was holding his hands on each side to get a better look inside my room. As my window was quite far up when standing outside, I could only see his head. For a brief second, I thought maybe he was one of the guests mom was talking about, but I had never seen him in my entire life. He was just staring at me. I couldn't move, or maybe I could, but I didn't want to. I was too scared. He looked like he was in his 40s, and I remember him having really dark circles under his eyes. He just stood there for what felt like an eternity, and then suddenly widened his eyes and continued to stare. This scared the crap out of me, and I managed to scream my mom's name. The man panicked and disappeared quickly. As I was in the middle of telling my mom that this man was standing outside my window, our doorbell rang. My mom answered the door and wouldn't let me out in the hallway to see who it was. I just remember her looking uneasy when she came back. A few months later, the same man was arrested and charged with murder after his neighbors complained about a horrific smell coming from his apartment. The police discovered the decomposing body of a 13-year-old girl in the attic who had been murdered by him. She was last seen in her bedroom and had been missing for several days. Finally, after all these years, my mom told me what the man had said at the door. He told her that someone had ordered takeout and he wanted to check if it was the right address. This being a small peninsula, she recognized him from a small vegetable shop and realized he was lying. She got scared and quickly told him no one had ordered anything. A year later, we moved to the city, and only now do I fully understand why. I truly believe that if my mom had not been there, I would not be alive today. Sometimes I feel guilty for the girl's death, and wonder if she would be alive and well today 
if I had been taken instead. I found an article on the case, but since it's in Norwegian, I've linked the picture of the person. I still get chills when I see his face. Check reference photo 3 here. This happened to me a couple of months ago, around mid-September. We had just moved into a new place maybe about a week or two ago. The place we moved into was a one floor with two different families living upstairs, and we got close with them quickly. We have a huge living room with glass doors as big and wide as our living room, and since we just moved in, we didn't have our curtains for the doors yet. This is important for the next part. I was up later than the rest of my family, even though it was only about 11pm or almost 12am, which is what terrified me and makes this scarier for me because it was pretty early, and where I'm from most people don't go to sleep until around 1 or 2am. I was reading at the kitchen table, completely wrapped up in my book, the light on obviously, when out of the corner of my eye I noticed the bushes outside moved. I couldn't see outside properly since my light was on and couldn't see into the darkness. Our back patio looks like a mini jungle because of the vines and bushes and trees and just a bunch of greenery that we have. So I noticed the bush moving and I squinted trying to see better because I didn't have my contacts in and I didn't have my glasses near me. So I tried to get a better look and I saw a black figure. Of course, I just brushed it off and assumed that my brain was playing tricks on my eyes, so I turned back to my book. After a while, my eyes started to close, and it was getting closer to 12, so I turned the lights off and had to sleep on the couch, because my brother was asleep on my bed and left no room for me. And again, I couldn't see well, so I didn't know that this figure had climbed down our stairs and was right on our patio staring at me. My dad then comes out about five minutes later to get a cup of water, and he notices something, and he has 20-20 vision, so he instantly sees the figure. He turns the light on and the figure immediately tries to run off, but ends up tripping on a garbage bag and falls. My dad is ready to throw some fists, but doesn't, and goes back to bed after scaring them off. The next day, I come home around three from school, and see my parents talking to one of our upstairs neighbors, who was an absolute sweetheart. She had installed a camera right above her car in our under-the-roof garage area, but she had set the cameras in a way that you could see all three of our cars. She came home and watched the videos, and thought she'd better show us. The time reads 11pm, around the same time I saw that creep staring at me while I was reading. He went to all our cars and attempted to pull on all the door handles trying to break in. Of course, no luck. He even went out to the front door and tried getting in. We, of course, had locked all our doors. My family and I came from a place where house break-ins were a normal thing for creeps, and also the place we currently lived in was not the crime's safest place, so the door obviously was locked, and later on he left. 
A couple of weeks later, our next door neighbor's car had been broken into and some things taken. But my dad had installed the motion censored light a couple of days after, so that guy never ventured onto our side of the complex. We never got the cops involved because they kind of suck here and never really do anything. That's what scared me the most. I was being stared at, not even that late into the night. He was watching me while I was just reading, and I can't help but think what would have happened to me if he had broken in, to my family. And even though I can't see, I have the ears of a bat, so I would have heard him and probably called for my dad. So to the creep that tried breaking in and stared at me through our windows, let's not ever meet, because trust me when I say this, it will end worse for you than for any of us. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out patreon.com slash nightmare society to see the reference photos for this week. And uh, if you're on social media, we're on Instagram at Nightmare Society Radio. So go give us a follow there. And until next time. Sweet dreams.